Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition mythbuster, helping you dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Welcome to this week's episode of Real World Nutrition. One of the things that I encounter often in my interaction with people is that there's a lot of confusion when it comes to nutrition, which of course is one of the reasons I am doing this podcast. And some of this confusion is partly because not everyone understands how the science of nutrition works, how to interpret it, and what it means. But that's okay. That's why I'm here. Now, one of the things that I also bring up is that science is always evolving and nutrition is a science. And what I really want to emphasize is that not so much that the science is evolving. So, for example, whether or not the earth is the center of the universe, it's not. I think we all know that. And it never has been. 
I think we all know that too. But as science has evolved, or more importantly, our understanding of that science has evolved, we understand better. This is how the science of nutrition works, especially human nutrition, when the subject matter is a real pain in the butt to study. People say we change our minds all the time, and really, it's not that we change our minds, it's that we actually catch up with the science as we understand it today and adjust things based on that updated information. Science is challenging, science takes time, it's also difficult. And as I said, in human nutrition, the subjects are real difficult to work with. First, though, I want to talk about these differences between the nutrients the human body needs and the food groups. And a lot of times people use these interchangeably because they don't know the difference. So we have food groups that have been classified based on generalizations of what foods go into these various food groups. So for example, we have five food groups today, or we list things in five food groups, and these are the grain group, the fruit group, the vegetable group, the protein group, which we used to call the meat, poultry, fish, and egg group, and then the dairy, or what I refer to the dairy or dairy alternative group. So again, these are general overarching classifications, and nothing's really cut and dried because some things that we call vegetables are really fruits, and I tell people don't get hung up on which exactly the right botanical term is. Some vegetables are starchy, lots of starch, like potatoes, which they're not a grain, but I tend to put those closer to that group, mostly as the nutrition profile fits it better. That's just my view on that part. With the dairy group and the dairy alternative group, really they have, this is a, a food group that's based on the unique nutrients that particular food provides. And not all the dairy alternatives that are out there on the market today have that nutrition profile, meaning something like almond milk or hemp milk doesn't have the same protein content as cow's milk or soy milk. Now, you can choose to eat dairy foods. You can choose not to eat dairy foods. I'm just listing, listing that as one of the food groups that we have listed as of now. Now, these food groups have evolved over the last 60, 70 years. If you go back to the 1940s and 50s, I have one of the food guidance recommendations up on my wall in my office at home. And there were seven food groups then, or seven classifications, and it listed out some of the vegetables into different groups. But as it stands now, and has for more than 20 years, we do have these four to five food groups. Again, grains, fruits, vegetable, dairy, 
and what we refer to as the protein group, which used to be the meat group, as I said. But we also recognize that things like beans and nuts and seeds also fit into this protein group. Now hold tight, I'll come back around to the food groups. As you may be wondering why I didn't mention carbs as a food group. Well, because it isn't. We have what we refer to as the six essential nutrients that humans need. All humans need them. People will claim they don't need them. This tends to be more extreme, but we all need all six of these. And when I say essential nutrients, it means we must get them from food. We can't make them on our own without eating food. Or in some cases, we may be able to make a little bit on our own, but we need the food to provide more of that. So the six essential nutrients that humans must have include carbohydrates, fat, and protein. Those are what we refer to as the macronutrients. You may have heard people saying, I count my macros. The macronutrients are these nutrients that we need in relatively larger amounts as compared to the micronutrients. And we measure these in grams and in sometimes larger amounts. The macronutrients or carbohydrates, fat, and protein also are what we refer to as the energy nutrients. And this means they have energy. Or in the field of nutrition, how we measure energy is calories. So foods that have carbohydrates, foods that have fat, and foods that have protein will always, always, always have calories. Carbohydrates contain four calories per gram. Protein also has four calories per gram. So people are surprised when they learn that carbohydrates and protein have the same amount of calories in them. Keeping in mind, I'm talking about the nutrients, not the foods specifically. Carbohydrates and protein, four calories per gram each, so for example, something has 10 grams of carbohydrates, there'll be 40 calories coming from carbs. So four, four calories per gram, 10 grams, that's four times 10, 40 calories. If something has nine grams of protein in it, because there's four calories per gram of protein, then there would be 36 calories coming from protein in that food. And then as I said, fat has nine calories per gram. So fat has more than twice the energy content of carbohydrates or protein. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means there's a lot more energy in it. So if something has four grams of fat, four times nine, 36 calories from fat. So again, Energy nutrients, carbohydrates, fat, and protein, that means they have calories. If a food has any protein, any fat, or 
any carbohydrates, there will be calories in it. And there's no such thing as a low-fat fat. There's healthier fats, there's less healthy fats, but I'll get to that another time. There's two of our essential nutrients that are considered micronutrients, and those are vitamins and minerals. And vitamins have many classifications. I shouldn't say many classifications. Actually, there's only two. I don't know why I said many. But vitamins, like vitamins A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin K, and several B vitamins, vitamin E, vitamin C. These are all vitamins, and we can't make them adequately enough in our body without having to eat them. So, for example, we can't make most of the B vitamins and vitamin A and vitamin C in our body. So we have to get them from food. We can make some vitamin K, but we can't make enough. So we still have to eat that from food. And we generally can't make enough vitamin D. So we do need to get that from food. As well, in, for some people, they do need to get some from outside sources because they just don't have adequate amounts. Vitamins and minerals do not have calories. That means they don't have energy. That means if you take a vitamin pill to give you energy, you're not getting that. Vitamins and minerals have no calories. They cannot themselves give you energy. So taking a vitamin supplement or a multivitamin or a mineral does not give you energy. It just doesn't. Now, some of the roles of those B vitamins help us access energy from the food, from carbohydrates, fat, and protein. That's just part of the process of metabolism going through the chemical cycle of breaking down our food into usable energy. But those B vitamins themselves don't have energy. I said there are micronutrients, so vitamins and minerals, are needed in relatively small amounts as compared to the macronutrients. And in some cases, we will measure them in milligrams, like thousand milligrams of calcium or 75 milligrams of potassium more specifically 75 milligrams of vitamin C we actually need a lot more potassium than that and some of the micronutrients are listed in micronutrients so very small amounts I won't get into all of the details about all the vitamins and minerals But recognize this, it is ideal that we get it from our food. Food naturally has these nutrients in them. And the body knows how to work with the food and break things down appropriately and get rid of things appropriately. What the body isn't used to is large doses of single nutrients. So taking a large dose of a single vitamin or mineral may not be the best thing for you, especially if your body doesn't need it. And the sixth 
and final and most important essential nutrient, water. People tend to forget this one, but this one is by far the most vital for human life. While we can go for a period of time without carbohydrates, fat, protein, vitamins, and minerals, we won't feel good, we won't live a long time, we may have some diseases come up, but if we don't have adequate water, we can die in a pretty short period of time. Now, luckily, foods have water in them naturally. So even if you're not drinking water throughout the day, which is ideal, you are getting it from food. But dehydration is a problem that can lead to death. I think most of us know that. But on the flip side, overhydration, excess water can lead to health issues as well. Now, going back full circle, as I said, back to the food groups. Because I said we have the six essential nutrients and we have the food groups, but these are not necessarily interchangeable. And this is where some confusion comes in. So let's start with carbohydrates. When people talk about carbohydrates, they tell me all the time, oh, I don't eat carbs. And then I proceed to watch them eat a plate full of carbohydrates. So here's the thing. Carbohydrates are not just found in grains and potatoes, rice, wheat, pasta, bread, which are all grains except potatoes. But carbohydrates are found in any plant food. Any plant food. So not just the grains most people think of, but fruits, vegetables, beans, soy products, nuts, seeds, nut butters. All of the plant foods have carbohydrates. And dairy foods have carbohydrates because the naturally occurring sugar naturally occurring carbohydrate, known as lactose, found in dairy products. So when people tell me they don't have carbohydrates at all, I always get a little concerned, wondering, where's the fiber in your diet? What's wrong with fruits and vegetables? What's wrong with nuts and beans? Carbohydrates are so important. They provide fuel to the brain. They provide fuel for the muscles. They provide fuel for all cells in our body. And just because somebody chooses to cut out grains and starchy vegetables does not mean they have cut out carbohydrates. They may have cut back on carbohydrates. But if they're eating fruits and vegetables, they're getting Plenty. Now, what food groups have fat? Most of them do. And some of the food groups do tend to have a lot of fat in them. Some of the food groups will have very little. 
Now, most fruits, vegetables, and beans, they'll have a really, really small amount of fat in them that we don't even really count. But the tiny bit will add up. It would take a lot, though, for that to add up. But then we can't say that fruits and vegetables are low fat because we've got the wonderful avocado loaded with healthy fats. Nuts and seeds have plenty of fats, mostly healthy fats, but still fat. So we can't, we can't make a generalization that it's just the meats that have fat in them. Now, grains tend to be really low in fat, unless we add it. There's a tiny amount in there, but again, not that much. Now, with dairy products, oh my gosh, I have people say, you can't eat dairy because of all the fat in it. And I'm like, well, that's not an across-the-board correct statement, because we can buy fat-free milk, we can buy 1% milk, Heck, even what we call whole milk is 3.3% fat. So that's not really a lot of fat. If you're drinking whipping cream or using that, yeah, that's a lot. Cheese tends to have a lot of fat. But yogurt, you can buy fat-free versions and you can even buy the whole milk versions. There's some fat in the whole milk versions. Again, relatively speaking, it's not the same as having half and half, which really doesn't have that much fat either. But keep in mind, as a food group, it really just depends on what you're choosing. Dairy products may have no fat in them. They may be high fat. What are you choosing? Now, the protein group. Again, the protein group does tend to have lots of foods in them with a lot of fat. As I mentioned, nuts and seeds, mostly healthy fat. Eggs, sure, there's fat in there, but oh, there's so much health benefit to eggs too in their moderate amounts. Fish, oh my gosh, fatty fish, one of the great sources of healthy fats. Sardines, mackerel, salmon, tuna, fat, healthy fat. Chicken, turkey. Yes, there's fat in those too. And in beef and pork, of course, there's fat in there. And you can choose leaner portions. You can choose the high fat portions, the real rich stuff. Again, it's what you're choosing. Fat is in a lot of the food groups, as I said, and some are healthier than others. But fat is found in a lot of different food groups. Now, here's a question that comes up. I ask students when I teach my college classes, hey, besides meat, what foods have protein in them? Well, here's this. In fact, pretty much all food groups have protein in them. So even though we have this overlap here of the protein listed as a food group, as I mentioned, is now protein group rather than just the meat group, and then protein is one of our essential nutrients. Let's go over this. Grains have protein. The gluten people are terrified of, that is indeed a protein, 
a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. And I was actually corrected one time when somebody said, no, that's a carb. So no, it's a grain. Grains have protein. Grains also have carbs. Grains also have a little bit of fat. Fruit has protein. Not a lot, but it can add up. Vegetables have protein. Depending on which one, you could get a decent amount. Dairy products have protein. Heck, one cup of cow's milk has about 8 to 9 grams of protein in it. And of course, we have eggs, beans, tofu, fish, meat. All food groups have protein. They will not necessarily contribute a significant amount, but it all adds up. The only things that don't have protein in them would be sugar and oil. So if you had a cup of sugar, you still couldn't find protein. If you had a cup of oil, you still couldn't find protein. But keep in mind where that came from probably did have protein in it. Sugar is not a food group, though. Fat is not a food group. So all food groups have protein. Now, what food groups have vitamins and minerals? Well, shoot, all of them. That's why we encourage a variety of foods from the different food groups because vitamins and, and, vitamins and minerals come from a variety of sources. No one food group will be able to provide them all. And so that's why we encourage that variety of foods from all food groups. And then, as I mentioned earlier, what food groups contain water? Well, pretty much all of them. Not just pretty much. That's a fact. They all do. Even if you have bread, there's water in there. Even after you put it in a toaster, dehydrate it a little bit, there's still going to be some water in there. Now, fruits and vegetables in general will provide a lot more water than, like, crackers and croutons. But I always remind people, you know, your rice and your pasta and your cereal grains will have water in them because we actually have to add water for them to be edible. We're not birds. We don't eat rice by itself. We add water to it, cook it, and make it edible. Same with pasta. So all the food groups will contribute water. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't drink water. That will help. But keep in mind, a little bit does come from food, and that contributes to our overall fluid intake. And over on the side, just this one, meat does have a lot of water in it. In general, if you want to get one pound of jerky, you need to start with five pounds of meat, and all that four pound difference is water loss. Once again, sugar and oils won't contribute water, but again, those aren't food groups. So here's the thing. In the big picture, keep in mind that we as humans, we eat food. 
And really, we don't, for the most part, sit around and think about the carbs, protein, fat, vitamins, minerals, water in this food. I tell people, you know, when I go out to eat, I'll order a burger. I won't say, give me some protein with a few carbs with it and throw in a smidge of fat. Nobody says that. They order their burger and fries or whatever they like. And they don't go with all the food groups or they, sorry, they don't go with all the nutrients. They list foods and we eat food. So it's not that you have to really focus on all these essential nutrients. Just recognize they're there. Keep the food groups as food groups. Keep the nutrients as nutrient. With that one little side note about protein having that overlap. And don't get obsessed about carbs or protein. Choose food. Because that's real world nutrition. If you have questions about anything I said here, or you think maybe I misspoke, sometimes when I throw out math, it does happen sometimes, just let me know. I'll clear things up. Take care. Bye. Join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.